Hey, this is Keith Wallen from Breaking Benjamin, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching The Itch for a little concert collaboration. You know, uh, The Itch likes to go on tour now and then, and we've done a number of live review episodes, as well as somewhere it was one or two of us one place and one or two of us another place. I think this is the first one that's a KC show and then a KC Dan show. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure on that, but I think so. Pretty much. I'm looking forward to hearing about you guys' uh, experiences at the shows you've seen in this past week. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing Bush on their final tour date of their winter tour at the pageant and tried to get Dan to go. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go. Um, I, I, You know, Bush is a band that I like, but we had missed three of the last four radio shows. So just to let everybody know, we also do a radio show every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. on 89.1 FM. You can also stream that through their website or tune in radio, KCLC FM. Central Standard Time, 6 to 9 p.m. So I was, you know, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to miss the show again because, you know, I feel like if we keep missing the show, then what's the purpose of doing it? And so, I, you know, I, I felt obligated to to go do that. And that's one reason. So I guess Bush is just a band that I like, but not enough to miss the show after like so many weeks of missing it. Also, they're almost certainly a band that you've seen more than once. I know we've seen them at Point Fest before. Yeah. Yes, I have seen them like three or four times. Yeah, you're right. So it's not like they're a novel experience for you. Yeah. But you guys did get to collaborate on another show later in the week, and we're going to cover both of them in this episode. Yes. Yeah, one that I've been looking forward to since Shiprocked. I didn't realize it at the time, but when I was hanging out with Gio on Shiprocked, him and his band informed me they're going to be in St. Louis on the 28th of February. So I, I was like, oh, well, that's my wife's birthday. We'll definitely be there. Yeah. And we'll be uh, talking about that later. Well, and th- that was kind of funny regarding geo's show is they've been putting on socials small legs of their tour and there was one in like the middle of the country kind of like in the colorado area a couple of dates but nothing nothing regarding st louis or anything and then all of a sudden dan's like hey they're coming to town (laughs) like right now (laughs) but yes so i saw bush at the pageant they were originally on tour with some combination of Jerry Cantrell, Candlebox, and I believe Silver Sum Pickups. Yep. And uh, all great bands. All great bands. But I think towards the end of the tour, they're like, nah, we're not going <laughs> to yeah. finish off that leg of the tour. I said, you saw with none of them. With none no, of those I saw, bands. Yeah, I saw none of those <laughs> bands. I saw one, a band called Devora, and they were. They were interesting. They they kind of were more on a rock country side of the spectrum, not quite like Geo, but <laughs> <laughs> the best way I could describe them is a more country, more pop version of the Pretty Reckless. Okay. I mean, I, I recommend checking them out if you get a chance, uh, Devorah. I believe they only have one EP that they released. But they were good live. They're only a three-piece female-fronted band. 
and uh, they were talented. It was it was nice to to watch them perform. So, real quickly before I get into a little bit about Bush, there was one thing that happened. So I I got there early. I got in line to get in. Got down into basically the pit area and got to the stage right and rested my arm on the the little table and picked my spot out. Well, as Devora is ending their set, these two little women <laughs> get in front of me and like squeeze their way in and like invade my personal space. <laughs> and they they did not let go of each other the rest of the show. It was it was very strange. They were like melding together as like Siamese twins or something. It was there was arms and legs in all directions. <laughs> it's very strange. It was it was the type of relationship where it's like y'all need to quit smothering each other just a little bit. Yeah. I can't stand PDA at concerts, man. Like oh, just in public in general, but like especially at concerts. Like I'm here to watch a show. Nobody wants to watch you make out with each other. Get right. the hell out of here. <laughs> Like, and, they were, they, and they were right up on me. Like, right. I, <laughs> Casey, so I know I know you try to be gentle, people, but this might have been one of those times where you got to <laughs> like, listen, y'all, <laughs> for multiple reasons, you're making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Might have to remove yourself from the situation. I don't know. No, I was I, I, was, holding my, I was holding my spot. I was just watching, <laughs> watching like, the stairs. <laughs> He's like, I was here first. I don't care what they do. I'm not moving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I hold my spot, getting good camera shots and videos. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Bush takes the stage and they, they hit up a lot of the songs off of their two newest albums. And uh, it was really good. I was, I was excited to see that because I hadn't, hadn't had a chance to catch any of, of those songs. So. Side note real quick, uh, I, I wanted to say, so when you get that lanyard for uh, the non-point show, you should you should take that, Casey, and like just make a fake pass to where you can just like use that to get people to fuck yeah. out of your way when you make take pictures. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, just like, yeah. just be like, can you move, please? Here, excuse me. Like here, just, fucking, yeah, just right. look at this. Just move. <laughs> I'm six foot seven and I got a badge. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, nobody's gonna know if it's official. Just make it look like you know. Don't shed it like at the people that work there. Just move fucking other people out yeah, of your way. Just gotta, just gotta fla the, flash it real yeah, quick. Flash it. Yeah. It's, the, it's the fake, the fake cop badge flash. Yeah. Just you flash it for a split second so you look authoritative and then you just speak with power. Like, get out of here. I need this space. Excuse me. I'm I'm trying to take a picture. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm gonna need to commandeer your car later too. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that too far i don't know we'll you're, find out your yeah, tour we'll bus i gotta i gotta take your tour I need bus. to commandeer this tour bus i have a bag <laughs> a photo badge for non-point next week the itch scratches the itch to go to jail so. yeah. <laughs> right anyway no but just a thought <laughs> yeah right right so a couple of a couple of key things about the the performance so during uh, Flowers on a Grave, Gavin goes and 
I thought he was going to do like Brandon Saller did and kind of like walk around the, like the table area. But no, that man bolted straight up to the balcony and started started singing with people on the balcony. And like, I thought he was going to like fall over the side at one point because wow. he, he was trying to walk, walk past people as fast as he could. Oof. And, uh, but he, he killed it up there. And, uh, <laughs> He bolted really quick back down too. I, there must be a stairwell somehow to like a like a yeah, side hatch or something. Yeah. But but he he got back down real real fast for doing it as long as he has. Gavin brings tons and tons of stage presence, and I I think I think he got kind of burnt out for a while. But I these last two albums I think have really rejuvenated his his love of music. It's amazing to think that for one, Gavin is fifty-seven. I know, <laughs> and it's, he's got he's got a, so much energy in him for, especially for a, a guy who's who's fifty-seven who's been doing this for thirty plus years. Yeah, yeah. And then also just like, I didn't even realize this until recently exactly how busy they've been. So you know, Bush yeah. went on hiatus after two thousand one. They put out Golden State, and then they were gone for a decade. Mm-hmm. And in so since two thousand. 11 they've had five albums right yeah like he just came back and he was like i gotta write a million songs now um <laughs> i've got a new band and new ideas and this is happening it's just like there's two eras of bush basically and then there's institute in the middle yeah but that's <laughs> just I, I didn't realize exactly how busy that they've been for the past decade or so yeah and he um in one of his little crowd reaction stories he mentioned that the first show that his guitarist Chris and him played a show together was at the pageant, hmm. I guess 10 plus years ago or however long it was. So that was kind of a, a neat little side story. That's really cool. I love the pageant. Yeah. Just absolutely love that venue. It's so, it's so nice. It, like it, you don't have to wait at the bar for long. You don't have to, it's a very clean bathroom. Like it's probably one of my favorite indoor facilities in st louis for a concert yeah so these days are they they're surely starting their set with with a newer track nowadays right yes um they started their set with identity off of the the newest album okay because i yeah. figure like you know machine head is a just fantastic opening track that was but... the second song they played okay interesting i was like you can't do that <laughs> forever and ever though yeah 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 they they played 13 tracks for the the bulk of their set and then they did three tracks as their encore they did the kingdom glycerine and come down to, to close out the show haven't they like basically always closed their shows with come down yep i want to say that's like literally yep. almost every single show they do it for 20 30 years i'm pretty sure yeah I was still a little bummed that well, the what is the one? Oh, Greedy Fly, the one that I mentioned. Yeah, I was like, man, I hope yeah. they play this because that's like probably my favorite Bush song. They have so many songs that I would love to hear, but I, I get why they they don't do it. I see if you have that big of a catalog, I would want to kind of mix it up from town to yeah. town. But but pretty much they stayed consistent from the set list that I paid attention to. When you're a band that size. You, you know, I think that I mean, unless you're Pearl Jam that just plays and 311 that just plays whatever you want each night, like most of those bands are going to have pretty consistent set list from night to night. 
more Metallica where you just have two sets, you know, two yeah. different shows. We have too much music, so we just have to do back-to-back shows. And, there's, and the Metallica set's going to be like, yeah, so the Metallica set's going to be a good couple hours anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. so fucking stoked. I can't wait. Yeah. So Bush was awesome, and I was happy to go and, and witness that. And I held the fort down at the radio. It was it was great. All besides when my computer just decided to shut off in the middle of the show. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. It just decided that it was done. And I had yeah. to turn it back on. Everything was great after that. But it's just, you know, times like that, you're just reminded of how how reliant on technology we are. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I kind of knew that you probably wouldn't want to see the bush show because we were seeing the geo show the you know two days two days later yeah i can only get so many uh babysitters yeah so many (laughs) babysitters or abandon your wife to go to concerts for for so many days yep doing that again (laughs) next tuesday so she's not really happy about that one (laughs) oops but hey it's the job man (laughs) it's the the unfortunate pitfalls yeah. of the job yeah <laughs> sorry babe gotta go to work tonight <laughs> speaking of pleading the fifth i got yeah. to say about this <laughs> it's gonna be hard work tonight at this des roth bad flower concert i'm telling you <laughs> that was an itch preview yes <laughs> quick bush trivia for you can you guess the most played at least on record bush live song of all time it's not actually any of the ones that we've mentioned so far hmm everything zen oh he got it first guess yeah that was that was gonna be my guess yeah yep narrowly narrowly edging out machine head and come down there you go wow i figured like glycerine would be pretty high up on that glycerine's number four those have all been played around 800 times on record (laughs) in bush's record yeah this is just set list fm which is like not every show a band's ever done, but no, all the yeah. ones that people have written set lists for. So I'm going to trust yeah. it as being more or less accurate as, in terms of rank. Yeah. Interestingly, The Sound of Winter is a top 10 one, and that's one of their newer songs. So yeah, they've really they must have played that like every show since they since the, you know, the, the return of Bush. Sounds about right. They played that at this show as well. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, they played that the last time we saw them live, too. Mm hmm. Which was at Point Fest. All right. Let's move on to show number two. So, two days after I saw Bush, we went and saw Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, started out as a great night, Got it, went out to dinner for my wife's birthday, went to the Broadway Oyster Bar, which I'd never been there. Yeah. Uh, great place, but I will say that they're like, archaic in the sense that like they don't split checks because they don't have like a pos system they're like in stuck in the 1950s or something where they write their checks on a piece of paper it was an interesting thing to not split a check with like nine people or however many people were there oh so in chicago somebody just gives their card and then everybody else venmos them yeah like right there on the spot that's that's essentially what we do we do it but (laughs) (laughs) well hopefully everybody venmos you on the spot or else you end up paying for your own birthday dinner (laughs) <laughs> which happened to me one time <laughs> it was even funnier because uh hannah just had a bunch of cash <laughs> at that point yep. she had fat stacks we rolled into the venue with 200 dollars worth of cash on us <laughs> <laughs> she, she was prepared to buy all the merch yes 
so yeah, we went to Off Broadway to see Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Uh, you know, we've talked about Off Broadway before that it's it's a, a different venue. It's a it's kind of off a little bit near um the Lemp Brewery, and uh, it's I I like the the outdoor area. It's a really nice area. I I didn't like that they had the merch area set up inside like where the uh concert area was like that wasn't like that when we went to see rival sons rival sons merch area was set up outside and i'm guessing yeah. it was too cold to set it up outside or something huh. so it was it's a little bit weird because like when we got there the line for the merch was so long and like come to find out like geo's got maybe 10 different design t-shirts <laughs> at least it, it was ridiculous it was a lot the dude like, like the, he must be like just designing a different shirt for every month of the year like i don't know what he's doing but it uh, it was it was it was awesome because we did get two shirts ourselves so i saw a picture you had a like a light blue one or something it was a pretty cool pretty cool shirt yeah that was the one he got out of shipwrecked okay. yeah which they, they were selling that one as well and actually that was the one because like that version they have like three or four different colors and they're all like very pastel-y colors yeah yeah well that's why i liked it because i mean dan like like many rock fans is a fan of the black t-shirt yeah and so when you find one that's not black, it stands out and, and it's refreshing. <laughs> but but now yeah. he got a black one. Yeah, you got a black one, too, though. You yeah, can't. I did get a black one. It's, but it's got the, the Mexican yeah. uh, colors and it's, you know, it's got his favorite one of his famous lines, just your ordinary fuck up. So and these ones are going in rotation, people. You might see Dan out in the wild wearing that shirt. Yeah, not that one, because I got not signed, that one. But, uh, okay. And I got. I got to get three more signatures on it. It was, I'll get into that later, but so yeah, we got to see the band. Um, the opening band was interesting. It was an opening band by the name of, well, I guess it was an opening artist by the name of Justin Upchurch. Um, you should probably go ahead and start talking about him, Casey. <laughs> you have well, my attention. <laughs> I will say that they, they fit the bill to, to be with Geo. Yes, their style was very similar, but it w- it was this weird combination of like country meets. I don't even know how to describe. What would you do? They covered at one point, Aaron. They covered the main, who do that uh, that Christmas cover of like Santa stole my my girlfriend or what or not Santa stole my girlfriend, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, I feel like I should be, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, they're like very into their indie rock, and they covered two very indie rock artists that I had never heard of. Yeah, so it was like a, it was like an artist that was like, and it was like mixed with indie rock, mixed with like uh, uh, a little bit of country, a little bit of, I don't know, like hippie rock. Yeah, they were they were like if if the Dirty Heads did country songs, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was unique in the opposite way that Geo is. <laughs> unique with his style oh okay the one thing that i the, okay so my critique for this band is that it's the band's name is obviously named after the lead singer it's called justin upchurch austin is it justin austin i don't know who the hell it was one of those two somebody upchurch <laughs> it's austin upchurch austin. i just looked it okay. up because yeah, when I look, I Google search justin upchurch and i just kept finding random individuals who were talking about yeah, their yeah. marriages so my bad so the band is obviously named after the lead singer, Austin Upchurch. And typically when a band is named after the lead singer, like, you know, that person's 
got to stick out. You know, they got to be the one that is carrying the show. And I, I just didn't feel that. Like, you know, he, he was good. He, and I think that he got better as the set went on, especially towards the last, you know, especially when they started playing their new songs. Like, their new songs were great. Their new songs were great. Um, okay. But, like, and and I'm hoping that they keep continuing because their new songs were kind of punky almost. Uh, they they were almost punky. Punk, punk rocky, like punk pop. That's, yeah. Punk punk pop is a good, they they there was one song in particular, and forgive me for not knowing the title of it, I think it was automatic. It might have been, but it reminded me of like almost like the Spin Doctors. Ugh. I like what you're saying here. Okay. Yeah. So they they had elements that were really enjoyable to watch them perform. <laughs> their one of their one of their guitarists was cracking me up though because he's like the backup singer slash. Sometimes he played lead. Sometimes he didn't. And then <laughs> one guy gave him. He's he's like, oh man, I wish I could have a drink right now or something. And the guy's like, here. And he hands him a full tall boy. <laughs> he That's all you got to do when you're on stage. <laughs> he, he cracks it open and he starts drinking some of it. And then he stopped. And then the crowd was like egging him on. And like, no, you need to chug it. Chug, yeah, chug, chug, chug. chug, chug. <laughs> the whole crowd started chanting chug at him. It's hilarious. And he's like, all right. And he did, dude. He crushed it. Like, he killed the whole thing. Yeah. I think you have to at that point. Yeah, you got to give the people what they want, right? Yeah. He did. Trademark Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, they did their thing, and I, I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought they were great musicians. Uh, you know, that that's what I wanted to say is that, like, and maybe that's the thing is, that, you know, even though it is named after the the, uh, the lead singer, like, the rest of the band was just set so good in their own right that I think they would be better off to be a, an actual band instead of being named after him. That's just yeah. My they, need, they need to come up with the the hired guns for for their for their band. yeah exactly <laughs> up church and the dogs or something like that. there you go <laughs> I want to know when we spoke with Gio in that episode a couple months back he we we mentioned that there's a lot of good artists coming out of Texas and yeah. he got excited about that and these guys uh, Austin yes. up church and this band are from a town called Godly Texas so. So good on Gio for for backing up his word by bringing out some other Texas boys on tour with him. Yeah, and at one point he Austin said that his wife was from Missouri. So huh. yeah, and both lead singers were completely blown away that weed is now legal in Missouri. Yes, <laughs> it was hilarious. That was like the theme of the night. Like you guys know that weed is legal here. Like yeah, we live here. Thanks. <laughs> breaking news from these texas guys that come through town yeah we just wanted y'all to know <laughs> exactly like uh you just make sure you don't get pulled over on the way out of the state man <laughs> right right well they're getting set up and of course uh was it trejo with uh with the tuba oh yeah <laughs> getting this getting this tuba in place yep getting it tuned <laughs> getting it all put together and set up. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to say uh, before the show. So we did find out that Jared, their guitarist who also follows the show and we're a huge fan of, he was not able to join. I don't necessarily want to go into personal details of why he wasn't able to be there, but um, just, just know that Jared, our thoughts are, are with you and your family. Uh, and uh, you know, it's definitely unfortunate what you're going through. Our hearts are with you, buddy. And uh, we missed you. I, I feel like, you know, the, the band is great and the, and the replacement, he did a great job, but I could tell from having seen them before 
that the chemistry between Carlos and Jared was just was it was just awesome the first time I saw them. It was just amazing. Like they have such good chemistry together as guitarists, you know, both being the leads essentially. Um you could just feel that that absence, but nothing to take away from the guy that filled in, you know, in his in his place. It just it's just not Jared. And as Gio said that Jared is that's my dude. You know, that's my guy. Um and, yeah. and you could you could definitely sense that. So I I just wanted to kind of start off by saying that like we we, we definitely missed you, Jared. Uh, and I hope that next time you guys get to roll through St. Louis, we'll get to hang out and, and, and see you, you know, see you again, buddy. Yeah. And the, the guy that did replace him was a part of Gio's band originally, like at one point in time. Yeah. So so it's not like he got a random guy to fill in. So he's it was got a guy that was familiar with the band. He's got guns on reserve. He does. He needs to bring them in. He does. <laughs> And he, he did a, he did a really good job. The, I, the guns on call. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a mercenary, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yes, they're all mercenaries. I they're suppose. all mercenaries. Yes. <laughs> Casey, what was your impressions of this live show? Because Dan saw them on Shiprock and talked about it. I saw them on Halloween, and we've talked about that. But this was your first time. They, it's another one of those bands where you pretty much could watch any particular member and be entertained by watching just one of them at any given time. Milton on drums is a phenomenal drummer, and I was watching him from time to time just tear it up on the drums. And and then you have Trejo killing it on bass and with his with uh, tuba on a couple of songs. Yeah, with his, his tuba and his, his giant bass strap with, like, fake uh, ammo... <laughs> <laughs> ammo things on his guitar strap so that was that was a nice touch yeah that's one thing i absolutely love about this band i think the chemistry that they have with each other is just is just amazing they're so good such good artists within themselves that, and then you just put them together like it's just it's just amazing show it was it was really great and i they they lived up to the hype that i had set up for myself even <laughs> carlos was cracking me up because he would he would randomly jump up and just jump up on the box and start shredding an awesome solo. And then he'd make like a hilarious face at the end and like stick his tongue out. And then, <laughs> so that was enter- entertaining to watch Carlos do his thing up there as well. There was a scary moment. Uh, yes. So try <laughs> So mind you, we talked about this when we interviewed Gio, that these are all big dudes, not just like tall, yeah. like they're, they're big dudes. Like, Trejo is a, is a is a big dude, and you know Carlos, like all of them, Geo, like they're they're our size, right? And so when you when you have five guys on a stage like that, with especially one dude has a, a giant tuba and a bass, and you know you're already walking around on what's you know could be a small stage, like there's just not a lot of room to move around, especially at Off Broadway, because that yes. that stage that stage is not very big. <laughs> So apparently, like Carlos was run like running behind Trejo. Trejo did not see him. Turned around and caught Carlos at the top of his head with his base, uh, the key, the key, yeah, the base key. I caught him at the top of his head <laughs> and like almost knocked him out. Like if, if if Carlos would have been a little bit higher, it could have really done some damage in his head. But <laughs> yeah, he had to rush off stage real quick to make sure he wasn't bleeding. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> It was pretty crazy. Like they, like everybody's like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Like, dude, Carlos just got taken out. <laughs> oh no! Check on him. Is he okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he came out like they started playing the intro to the next song and then he came right back out and rocked out for the remainder of the show. It was it was fun. Yeah. And uh, Gio had a nice white St. Louis Cardinal hat that was uh, perched on a on a blunt. So that was Indeed, he did. I, I saw that in the, in the photos that you guys shared. I was like, "Is that is that what I think it is?" And I, I don't know. I've never seen the birds. I've seen the birds on the bat. I've never seen the birds on the blunt. Yeah, I don't think that's an officially licensed hat. I doubt it. You're not seeing that one in the merchandise store, shopcardinals.com or whatever that site might be. That's a geo special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gio was great. You know, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this show, which was so crazy. So the main difference from this set and Shiprocked is that this set, they played a lot more of their whole entire catalog. The uh, the Shiprock, they played a lot more of their newer stuff. Um, in fact, I think on Shiprock, they played almost the majority of the new album, uh, minus a couple tracks. But this one, there was a lot more kind of hitting up the whole discography. But they still played their same kind of segues in between the sets uh, in between the songs and stuff. The segues were really entertaining. I, I think they did three of them, if if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, one was like Pantera. One was, I believe, Metallica. And I forget what the third one was, but they kind of did like a Guns N' Roses one, too. Yeah, the Guns uh, N' Roses one. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Did you get any full on covers? The only one that they played longer was the uh rock and roll part two gary glitter thing okay with the with the tuba <laughs> yeah yeah because i remember i said remembered mine had my show i went to they did green day and they did uh foster the people but they did not they, oh i take that back they did do pump up kicks that was okay that, that was one of the closing songs that they did pretty much that so. is fun it's a fun version yeah, I was also blown away at how many people knew every single lyric to every single song. And, and Gio and, was like, blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like St. Louis showed up, dude. It was yeah. it was All so right. fantastic yeah, to have that feeling, dude. Like St. Louis showed up. They were there. They were singing like he was so blown away. Like he he didn't even sing like half the lyrics in some of the songs. He was just like, holy shit. Here, you guys. Sing this. You know? Right, right. Yeah, he in he's really really good at crowd reaction i don't know what he did in chicago for you aaron but he he did a really nice job at just kind of telling stories in between songs and he's like this is this is so incredible we love you guys we're from texas and, and we're in st louis look at this shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at all you beautiful people you know so yeah. I hope that he never loses that. I think that's one thing that makes him so special is just that he's he's like a kid in a candy store. He just he, he is. He's taking it all in and he just can't believe what what's going on and uh he's loving every minute of it. And just just like in our interview, he had a shit-eating grin on his face the entire show more or less. Yeah, like, that smile never leaves his face, man. <laughs> it does not. That's really cool. I'm glad that they that the city turned out for him. I didn't it's I mean, off Broadway is, is a smaller venue, so yeah. I don't know what you're talking about in terms of like capacity or whatnot. But to get an audience that's there and to have them be that excited is really cool. I I had no idea that he was that, you know, known in the area. There was a couple hundred people in the venue. That'll work. Yeah, it was almost filled. Like, I don't know if it was as crowded as Rival Sons, but it, it definitely filled up towards the end. And like the crowd knew the band's like songs a lot more yeah. than like what Rival Sons did. 
because that was the other thing is like towards the end of the first band, like it kind of got a little bit hot in the venue, but like, man, towards the end of Geo's set, it was so freaking hot. Like I, I was, you know, I was almost ready for Geo to be done just so I could get some air. Yeah. I, I think, I think what helped in our case comparing both rival sons and Geo is we were more towards the middle and we weren't completely to the front of the stage. I think that was our mistake. The first the first time is we were completely to the left and right at the front and there was no airflow at all. So. Yeah. So that, that brings me a question also brings me a connection. I didn't realize before. So the last time we talked about off Broadway and Giovanni and the hired guns was when I saw Giovanni and the hired guns. Yes. And then separately you guys saw rival sons at off Broadway. That's yes. episode one thirty one. If you want to go back and check that out. So, for the purpose of continuity here, I got to ask you, Casey, because you had a, a, a bit of a thing at the last one. Did you hydrate before I this show? Hardcore. I did. I did. <laughs> you learned his lesson, people. Yeah, I did. I sent him a text earlier in the day. It's like, you better be hydrating. I'm like, I am. <laughs> I am. He was pounding that water. He was not going to have any issues. Yeah, I had like three glasses of water at, at uh, Broadway Oyster Bar as well. So there you go. And I had a. I had a cup of water from their little cooler uh, thing as well and brought that into the venue. So, so it was still ugly hot, but, you, it but was. you were able to manage it this time. Yeah, I did not. I did not almost pass out. Yeah. And so come to find out, like at the end of the show, we're standing in the merch booth. I'm like, man, where's this breeze coming from? There's two fucking fans on the like on the other side of the venue from the stage that they don't turn on. Yeah. By by the end of the set, those things need to be fucking on and running. Like, <laughs> yeah. Halfway through the set or some shit. Like, oh my god. Like it. It was the. It was like night and day when they turned those on. Like, wow, it's it's nice in here all of a sudden. Right. Like they don't even have to be on that long. Like just turn on, get the fucking air moving, and then turn the fuck back off. It, it's so ridiculous how hot it got in there. Yeah. It's the old school crusty fans too. It's not like <laughs> it's, it's it's ones from like the 60s or 70s almost. Yeah, the old industrial fans. The industrial yeah. crust, crusty fans. <laughs> that's <laughs> off-Broadway. That's two strikes, and we saw you. We went to you for shows in fall and winter, yes. and, and you heat-waved us out. I don't know if the itch can go to off-Broadway in the summer. That might just oh, be off I don't know that they're open. I, that might just be not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would... Yeah, that would be awful. Like I don't know. I agree with that. Like, I, it it'd probably get like hundred hundred twenty in that building. Oh I, gosh. Yeah, yeah. It'd be bad because I mean, anyway. it was bitter. It was bitter ass cold outside. It got by the end of that show because you know, especially with Joe, like everybody was singing, everybody's you know talking, yelling, screaming. Uh, it, it just got so hot by the end of that. Like it was like everybody's like sweating, about ready to pass out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was in a full suit, though. No. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> they were not in a plum plum purple suit. Nope. <laughs> so uh, most of our friends had to leave, um, and I wasn't about to leave. Like I was, I was trying to <laughs> hang out and and see Geo again. Uh, you know, I ha- talked about on Shiprocked episode, like how we hung out, had a good time. Um, reintroduced myself to Milton and Trejo. Trejo remembered me uh, from. Our, our excursion together so we kind of talked to them a little bit but they were they were trying to pack up and i didn't want to like hold them up you know by yeah. talking with them and shit they were you know they were they had they were they were 
they had a mission. Like, they, they were, were working. Yeah, yeah. They were working. <laughs> yeah. And so we went outside and Geo's out back being Geo, man. Like the, the the dude's so personable and he's, you know, he's just taking it all in, taking pictures with everybody, signing whatever they wanted to. It, it just, it was so awesome. So I went up to him and as soon as he sees me, he runs up, gives me a hug. And it was yeah. just, that was so cool. Um <laughs> Just it was so reassuring, you know. It's like one of those things. That, like I, I, I felt at that moment, like I, I'm doing the right thing. Like you know, this is this part of my yeah. life is is exactly what I want to do <laughs> with it. There's a couple of things, a couple of things that I wanted to to say about that. It, it was awesome watching that interaction because, like, it's funny because you know we, we meet these artists and we and we chat with them and we get to know them, and then we kind of know we're going to see them again. And so we kind of just hang back and kind of pick our spot to like go in. Cause we don't want to like interrupt people that, that are fans and, and yeah. like, Hey, now you want to talk to us now. Although we, we did kind of do that with the dead deads that one time, but, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point. That's because we were also fans. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> so after Dan hugs Gio and, and, starts chatting with him he he introduces geo to me so and this is this is my buddy kc that that does the podcast and he he looks at me and he smiles real big he's like i remember this face <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then i was laughing and i was like i told you i was big he's like you did <laughs> <laughs> so we got our our picture together and uh that was that was awesome and then he was still talking with other fans and it was funny because because dan asked him like where are you hanging out after this and instead of just blurting it out he <laughs> leaned into dan and like whispered the 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 place where he wanted to be he ain't trying to be followed everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so it's exclusive invitation only it yes, was. It was. It was. I, felt, I felt super special, to be honest. Because <laughs> we showed up at said place, and we were the only people there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Geo's was, smart. Yeah. It was a nice place, too. It was a, a little place down in Tular called D's Place. Um, and we ended up hanging out there with, with Geo until they closed, basically, at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then... And then I have to—I have to say—is I, I kind of fangirled out because um, at the end of the night he gave me his cell phone number. Um, so, like, <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I just had—that's awesome. just like I was like, oh man, now I'm getting like me and D are gonna have to start comparing who's who, you know? Yeah, who's yeah, yeah. Who has more contact? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, no. uh, side note: D is from Oxymorons. When we met him, he was dropping all kinds of names because he has them in his phone. Yeah, and I I will probably never get to that point, but it's just no, it's awesome to know that I'm starting. So yeah, I did I did text him. I haven't gotten texted back. I got ghosted so far, but um. <laughs> <laughs> so Geo, if you're listening, answer me, damn it! No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was funny because we're we're walking back to our car, and Geo was walking back to his his vehicle as well, and and then he's like you need my number. I'll, I'll give you my number. Like, I forget why, why he felt like you needed it, but he's just like, no I'll, idea. Give, I'll give you a number. But he, he did fill us in on a couple of cool things that I don't know, uh, have been talked about yet, but he is going to be featured in a, uh, New Yorker article here shortly. 
So yeah, very I'm in cool. the band. Yeah. Yeah. And just the success of overrated, like he's just kind of been blown away at how it continues to succeed um, and just get lots of radio play. Cause they, they you know, he was actually talking about, they're probably getting ready to maybe release their next single, but they are not in any hurry because overrated is just being, you know, still getting played everywhere um, that they probably will hold off. But the next single that we are like, cause I, I, he's, he's, I'm mean, everybody probably knows what it is. Just listening to the album, you know, everybody can kind of guess it's probably going to be, I don't mind. Um, but yeah. I also threw out there, I was like, you know, shout is also another good one. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, he's like, I said that too. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I, cause like the crowd reaction during, I don't mind was, was crazy too. Like that was one of them. He did let the crowd pretty much seeing the first like verse of the song. Cause he just couldn't believe everybody knew the whole fucking song. Right. Yeah, and it, it was just it was cool hanging out with them in a, at a bar in the back in the back table. It was just like six of us out there. And <laughs> yeah. So one other funny thing that Gio was doing as we were hanging out at the bar, he took over the the jukebox and he was he was playing all sorts of random shit. Like he was playing. <laughs> uh, he played Nelly. He, he played he played Nelly and he starts singing Nelly. He started playing Story of the Year until the day I die. And he's basically <laughs> he started singing, the he's singing man. like the whole song. Yeah. He played like hilarious. country. He'd played like rock, rap. Like he was singing everything too. Yeah. And like it was funny because uh, I don't know how much you pay. Like somebody has to pay to take over the jukebox or, or to play yeah. those songs. But like I guarantee it's not cheap. And like for the most part, you could probably buy the damn song for as much as it costs to p- play it over the jukebox. But it was just hilarious because like he just kept playing song after song, and he's like, "Oh, I wonder who played this song." Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. That's awesome. Quick side note and a free merch idea for Geo if they haven't done this, because the more you guys talk, I'm like, I feel like you guys are are honorary hired guns, and so <laughs> I they they should make a shirt that literally just says "hired gun" on it, and that's like the fan club or some yeah. such thing you know yeah that would like be if, cool yeah you wear this shirt you're kind of you're part of the family you're a hired gun you're a hired gun yeah yeah i felt like part of the family that's for sure um i, I just much love for for joe and, and for the band it was a lot of fun we had a, a great night he bought a uh he bought a shot for my wife on her birthday that she absolutely loved nice uh, and she's not a big shot fan, so to find something that she, uh, you know, a shot that she actually enjoys is pretty hard. Yeah. Um, it was called the uh, Orange Tea Shot. Orange Tea, yes. Yeah. I'm not familiar with what was all in it. He explained it, but I forgot. Uh, it is Jameson Orange, Lemonade, Peach Schnapps, and Sour Mix. There you go. Okay, I don't really drink, but that sounds, that sounds, those are... All those things sound nice individually. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure together they're quite good. Yeah. So it, she enjoyed it and it was just a good time. I, I truly enjoyed hanging out with him. And, and I don't know if it was like his manager or his bus driver yeah. or whatever, but that dude was I, funny it, as hell too. Yeah. He had some, he had some cool people with him uh, hanging out and it was, it was cool because we were just part of his crew basically for, mm. for the night. I told you we're getting in there into that security <laughs> business. If somebody didn't know better, you guys might just be presumed to be hired guns. <laughs> I, I did at one point I did save Geo pretty much 
because we were walking back and the sidewalk ended. And then it was like this weird hill, grass, muddy thing. And Geo took a step and kind of tumbled and started to fall. And I like propped him up and, and stopped him from falling. See? <laughs> Everybody needs somebody to make sure they don't fall in the mud. <laughs> Yeah, just just a really good time, and uh, I, you know, I, I I truly value the. You know, it's one thing I was saying on the way to this concert is like there's a handful. You know, we've made several connections, but there's a handful of bands that we've truly made, you know, f- deep friendships with. Uh, you know, and you know, I don't want to name names, but like you can pretty much figure it out by the people that we keep interviewing. Yeah. And I tr- I I feel like Gio is going to be in that circle. And so, like, I, I told them, like, I want to have him and the, the band on as soon as possible. Because I, I just, one of the things that I absolutely love about having multiple band members on, and it was reiterated when we had Don Point on, uh, is just that, that camaraderie between band members that you just don't get to be privy in, you know, because most people aren't behind the scenes. They don't get to see that that fun brotherly love that band members have with each other. And that's just one of the things I absolutely love being a part of is, is you know, seeing that and, and being, you know, in the mix of it, which we were with like the oxymorons and every time we've interviewed multiple band members. Yeah. yeah the, the more of these interviews that we do, the more I become interested in in, in pitching. If, you know, if we're going to interview a band, if you can send us two of the people that, you know, send us more At than least. one person, it makes yeah. it it does make it that much better to have yeah. them playing off each other. They come in instantly comfortable. You just get a, a, a glimpse into that relationship, that dynamic, you know, not many people get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, coming eventually on the itch, Giovanni and a whole bunch of other guys. <laughs> <laughs> All the hired guns. All the hired guns. All them guns. Yeah. Including ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to see them again soon. I don't, you know, he didn't know when they were coming back through St. Louis, but you know, that that's a band that I might have to go see again soon, especially if, uh, you know, Jared's going to be rejoining them. Um, cause they're, they're just, they're just really great live. It was such, there was so much fun. And I, I was so excited that St. Louis showed up and was singing along with him and made, made just for an, an awesome experience. And it's, it's hard to even like classify geo just cause they, they're so unique you know one cool thing that we did get uh insider knowledge on is is that you know geo is kind of working on the next album you know they're still going to write out their current album but he he's saying that he's working with a couple of latino producers um and and there's going to be a little bit more latino influence uh and maybe even some spanish songs on this next album so it's kind of exciting to hear a, a little bit of information about that yeah there was a handful of things that he mentioned that just like in with our conversation with D, we we won't talk about all of it, but uh, it was it was awesome stuff. I'm telling you, I want that accordion. <laughs> Got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should learn, and we can when we can become a hired gun. There, there you we go. go. That's that's <laughs> the idea. I'll start playing cowbell. You you get the accordion. <laughs> the itch will become musicians by learning to play the most simple things we can possibly figure out. The accordion is not one of those, for the record. But yeah, yeah, no, the triangle. We're a rhythm section. We all just place one, yeah, triangle wood, and a cowbell wood, wood block. and the wood block. That's the itch percussion. <laughs> we got you. So, if you get a chance to see any of the bands that we talked about tonight, please go do that. Uh, they were all fantastic live bands. Uh, nothing but great things to say about him, especially Joe, my boy. 
who who I've got his phone number now. I can literally say he's my boy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, I can't say yeah. that until he returns my text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to make it official. I did not hang out with Gavin Rosdale after the pageant show and and get his phone number. How lame, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I expect more from you next time, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you very much for listening to the Edge Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. Until next time, enjoy some live music. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.